At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, uh, like last week, we had this uh, behind-the-scenes deal at the start of the show. Yeah. I said, hey, are we recording? Let, let's not do that anymore. Okay. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. Steve Johnson here, along with Minnesota Tim Parachka. Tim, uh, you know, we've got so much sports going on right now. We've got a lot of golf. We've got the Players' Championship, this big uh, big purse. We have uh, March Madness, which I know you're a big fan of. Oh, yeah. We have, the NBA is heating up. I'm seeing a lot of NBA. But do you like this time of year? I mean, this is coming out of the winter. I mean, we're still in winter technically, but uh, coming, out, coming out strong. Yes, it is a wonderful time of year. I do enjoy this time of year. The, the Masters is right around the corner. March Madness, like you talked about. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. That's an exciting time of year. NFL free agency. MLB's coming back now. They just finally signed a deal last night, so they're coming back, which I wasn't that disappointed that they weren't even back yet. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of different sports going on right now, a lot of different activities, and um, it's a good time in the world of sports right now. It is, except for the Players' Championship, because the weather was absolutely awful. It was Minnesota weather over there. What? Yeah, it was. There's uh, some insiders reporting that uh, the storm was sent over by Greg Norman to combat <laughs> the PGA Tour. There's some oh. conspiracy theories out there that this is the storm of Greg Norman. Okay. So we're bearing the lead here. The, but the big lead was happened on Wednesday evening. Was that correct? Wednesday evening. The Hall of Fame, Golf Hall of Fame, had their induction ceremony. Uh, Tim Fincham, um, I can't remember the lady's name that got inducted. I didn't really watch that. Uh, and Big Tiger Woods inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, your thoughts? Did you watch the 
induction speech. I didn't watch the induction speech, but I watched some clips afterwards and I read about it. So I'm I'm filled in on what happened. Okay, so that'll be interesting. You reading a reading the account uh, like a reporter's account of what's going on. Po- was it positive or negative? What what did the reporters say? What what did your story say? It was very positive and it was actually I was very impressed. I, I watched like a two minute clip and the way the reporters were sharing the story, I was very impressed at how Tiger Woods handled the speech. So based on their intuition, based on their fact reporting, Tiger didn't talk about the Masters. He won. He didn't talk about the PGA Championship. He didn't talk about the Open Championships he's won. And he didn't talk about the U.S. Open he's won. Tiger was very reflective. He admitted a lot to a lot of people how much of his success is because of what their sacrifices were about. He talked about his mom. I, re- I, w- I watched that clip. So I thought it was a very, he was a very emotional Tiger Woods, and I thought it was really well done. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a first-hand view of, uh, very, that's very kind of the reporters, and now they're going to be t- kind to Tiger Woods. Um, he talked a little bit about Earl at the start, yep. but you got, you got to understand the whole setting. I've been kind of through not in the golf hall of fame. I haven't done an induction speech or anything like that, but I did do uh, the the father's talk at the rehearsal dinner, you know, at my oldest son's wedding. And I saw my model was my oldest brother did uh, the, the, the father of the bride speech. And it was very emotional. Uh, And and this is the same. I'm relating it to what happened the other night. (laughs) <laughs> with Tiger Woods, it's an emotional night. And when you start yes, reflecting is. back on your career and you're being honored, um, it makes you very emotional. Uh, I'd be surprised. He was very, uh, uh, I'm going to say, not generic. He wasn't generic, but he was He was very calculated in what he was saying. He had a he's formula for his He's always calculated in what he's saying. You can't. Be surprised by but that. But this time, I think this time, he didn't let himself go to a spot that would draw a lot of emotions. Uh, like he could have told stories about his father uh, regrouping him when he was a junior golfer, telling him he didn't deserve, you know, he wasn't owed anything. He could have reflected on that. But what he did reflect on, I think the whole tone of the speech was trying to minimize his emotions, even though he was a little bit emotional. To minimize, he didn't want to break down and just, uh, you know, be overwhelmed with emotion. So he tells a story about him growing up, a little story uh, about where he started playing. He was not old enough to play the Navy course when he was six years old. So his mom would take him to this other little par three course. He did mention, and this was uh, one of the the betting lines, one of the prop bets. Is he going to mention any teachers? Is he going to mention any names? Uh, the first, one of the first names he mentioned was Rudy, uh, gosh, darn it. His first coach, Rudy, some, some, okay. I'll Rudy Duran, Rudy Duran. Okay. You what got his it. Name is. And, um, he just mentioned that Rudy had watched him hit a few balls and said, Hey, he can hit unlimited balls out here. Now he did talk about his mom taking him to the course. Uh, now when he was eight years old, I mean, this was a, a retrospective look that he made. When he was eight years old, he talked about sneaking on the golf course, going down the the gully, the 
the creek side uh, so they couldn't see him from the clubhouse, getting out on the third hole, and his dad would meet him there, and they'd play golf. Uh, talked about playing golf in the dark. Uh, just a very, uh, not medicinal. I'm looking for the word. I haven't reflective. covered it. He was very no, reflective. No, 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 but it was protective. He was protecting. He did not want to go to a spot that would draw even more emotions. Now, you're nervous standing in front of, you know, the cameras and all that. You've got your peers. You've got the people that have helped you. This, there's a big buildup to this. I mean, we, 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 this thing got built up. Uh, one of my favorite parts was I, I watched a little YouTube, and they showed Tiger Woods getting to the venue, the World Golf Hall of Fame. They had the red carpet out there, and he and his son, Charlie, walked in, and Tiger Woods had a – he had this, he had gym shorts and a T-shirt on and a hat backwards walking down the red carpet. So it looks like there is a Hall of Fame uniform that they issued to him because that the jacket that he was wearing and the shirt that he's wearing was way too big for him. Did you, you didn't happen to see that. Um, all the other hall of famers inductees had the same blazer on. And, uh, it was like, uh, it was like another Ryder cup. It was a team team uni, but, uh, overall, I mean, it was kind of what I expected. Nothing earth shattering that he'd mentioned. Now he did mention that, there was a lot of golf courses when he was a junior, country clubs there in Southern California that he went to that he couldn't go in the clubhouse. Uh, didn't name them. Uh, wouldn't be tough to to figure out what they are. These are not, it's not LA Country Club. It's not Bel Air. It's not Wilshire. It's not Riviera. It's probably some neighborhood country club that, I don't even know why he mentioned that. But uh, that was a little tribute, I guess, to like a, his father, because his father was big in pointing that stuff out. And also like a Charlie Sifford uh, mentioned that when he was in his induct induction speech. So overall, I thought it was it's not a, it was not going to be a memorable speech for me. It's Tiger Woods protecting himself, not getting flooded over with emotion, uh, which he could have talking about things that people did for him, um, especially his father. You know, he didn't, he didn't talk about a lot of the practice time together, how they were very competitive. Um, the mortgage story was incredible. The fact that his parents took out a second mortgage so that he could play AJGA events. And then when he got his first check on tour from Titleist, he immediately paid off that mortgage. I mean, okay. we're all in our different places of life because of people in our life. Yeah. And I and Tiger could have went on and on about his greatness, about being the greatest player in the world, about having the player with the most wins in PGA Tour history, about all of these different accomplishments that he's had, all of his masters, all of his major championships, the Tiger Slam. He could have went on and on and on about the events that he won, but it showed a humbleness of Tiger to be reflective, to give credit where credit was due, to give credit to his parents, to remember people in the past that got him to this point. I, I thought he did a great job at it. Okay. Um, let me, let's go behind the curtain just a little bit too. I mean, that's a big thing to take a second mortgage because your kid's playing golf. I mean, that is, uh, that, that, that is noble. As a risk. Uh, and, and, and as a, I mean, they didn't know if he was going to be 
a pro. They didn't know what, what was going to happen. So most parents would do things like that, make sacrifices for their kids. I um, mean, you, you wouldn't ask any parent that wouldn't do, I'm not say do that, but they would make sacrifices for their children. Um, let's go behind the curtain just a little bit. So back in the day when Tiger was coming up as an amateur, they didn't have, uh, there was very limited sponsorships that they could get in order to go and travel as, as part of a, a top tier golfer. The, the, the rules have changed a lot. You can get, uh, I know when guys would go to the United States Golf Association, the U.S. Amateur or the U.S. Junior, that the either the local um, chapter of the USGA or the country club could raise money for the the player to go and you know hotel and all that stuff because it's expensive. But when Tiger Woods was a, I can remember when Tiger came out to the golf ranch the first time, not as a professional player, but as a junior golfer, like a fifteen-year-old golfer, and his dad had a cap, Titleist cap. Now everyone wears Titleist caps. But he, on the back of that Titleist cap, it had E.W., Earl Woods. And I was told that Earl Woods had some type of ambassador status with Stanford, with, Stanford, with, uh, with Titleist. And he actually got paid by Titleist. So this is what I, I've been told, I, I think, from very reliable sources. So to say that it was they were on their own, uh, I don't know if that's 100% accurate. Hmm. So. Uh, people twist stories around a little bit all the time about, you know, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm not saying he lied about it, but you embellish different parts of the story. The picture that I took away from the Tiger Woods story was that he couldn't go into any clubhouses, that this was back in the 60s, which it wasn't. I mean, Tiger Woods is 46 years old now. When was it? 19. Uh, let, let me see here. What? It's December 26th or something like that, 27th, is when Tiger Woods was born. Yeah, um, I'm going to do birthday. a little bit more research uh, before. Are we about to take a, our first break here? Yeah, we'll take our first break in a okay. bit here. When we get back, I'm going to tell you uh, exactly what the climate was when Tiger was eight, nine years old. Okay. All right. Let's do that. All right, everyone go to HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for a golf lesson. Hank is back teaching in his home studio near Scottsdale, Arizona. And um, you go to HaneyUniversity.com. You sign up for a golf lesson. You get better at golf. You learn how not to hit your killer slice. You learn how not to hit your um, killer hook. And you'll be better. Guaranteed. Go to HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for a lesson. You can also send your swing videos in to sjohnson at champgolf.net. A down-the-line video from behind where we can see the target and your golf swing. Send that video to S. Johnson at champgolf.net, and the great predictor, Steve Johnson, will send you back a game plan to get better at golf. We'll be right back on the Hank Kenny Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Hank Haney Saturday Strong Podcast. I don't know if I said Saturday Strong already, did I? I don't remember. This is a Saturday Strong uh, that we drop it on Friday. Tim drops it on Friday afternoon. So Tiger Woods was born in 1975. When we left, we were talking about uh, the induction speech of Tiger Woods at the World Golf Hall of Fame. Um, He was born in 1975. So let's say we're going to say it's 1983. In 1983, uh, I'm uh, I'm digress here, 1983. I punch in 1983. Punch in 1983. Social climate in the United States. Social climate in 1983. Okay. Let's say. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's go to the facts here. A major trends in the world in 1983. The Russia versus USA bombing. (laughs) No, that was beforehand, right? Was it over by that time? So major trends. uh, The Cold War was that over by that time? Uh, I think the Cold War was done. Okay. Uh, we're talking about the, the East-West relations. Doesn't say really about the climate of the in the United States. NATO is talking about major trends in the world. Um, I'm not going to be able to come with any facts here. Sorry, sorry, folks. But uh, let's look it up. We're going to look it up. 1983, what was going on? Uh, I'm not saying that there was no prejudice because there was there still is i mean anyone that says that there isn't that, that people don't have prejudice um are, are just denying <coughs> excuse me there's okay. that cough again tim there's that cough yep people are in denial that don't say that there aren't prejudices rampant in the world right now and this is uh, 2022 tim yes i would agree with that okay so overall uh there wasn't any it wasn't any earth-shattering news. No, wow, I learned something new about Tiger. Um, just small little anecdotal stories that kept the emotions intact, Tim. That's what I'm going to say. Kept them intact. He had them tight. They were tight. He didn't let them flow. I wish he would have let them flow a little bit. Broke the tension at the start. He said, hey, I lost my bet. Uh, I bet Steve Stricker I wouldn't cry. Well, when you have your daughter up there talking uh, and introducing you, uh, she, I thought she did a good, jo- <laughs> a good job. Big stage for her. 
and uh, Sam. Uh, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Let's move on, though. Don't, yeah. don't you think we should move on? I think we should move on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tiger, great speech. And um, I think other people should follow their suit. Um, so last week, before we get to the Players' Championship and the fact that they might ever, not ever play again this weekend, last week was the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Floodgates for Scotty Scheffler, your man in Texas, right? Am I right on that? Yep. I mean, yep. He's, he's had, uh, you look at his last 12 months, and he's uh, he's had a good one. Yeah. But... The bigger story from last week were the conditions at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And Rory McIlroy said, I think it's just a golf course setup issue and maybe just trying to make it a little less penal when you miss or not even less penal when you miss. I don't mind golf courses being penal when you miss, but it's not rewarding good shots. I think that's where it starts to cross the line. So Rory was very frustrated about the golf course last week. John Rahm said he liked the golf course last week. Um, I don't know if you saw the final round, but Roy McIlroy finished plus one or plus two after starting the first round minus seven. So he dropped eight or nine shots in the next three rounds. People, yeah. I mean, the winner ended up being five under par. People were falling off the map. What were your thoughts about the Arnold Palmer invitation? Um, so when did Rory McIlroy become the spokesman for the PGA Tour? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Several years ago, Rory, Rory likes to run his mouth. He likes to share his opinions. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, you guys are going are gonna to push microphones in front of you when they feel like they could get some gold. Uh, I don't know if we're getting gold from Rory McIlroy because, uh, you know, when I can recall back when he was – Looked like he could win the Masters for his first time, get the career Grand Slam, and Patrick Reed was the only one in his way. And uh, they went up a little back and forth, and Patrick Reed ended up winning that technical knockout because uh, Rory McIlroy put some more pressure on himself. Rory said, hey, I already have a number of major championships. The pressure's not on me. It's on Patrick Reed. Well, that kind of spurred Patrick Reed on. What they call that in a team play, Tim, is that that is bulletin board Material, right? Bulletin mm-hmm. board. Can you say that? Bulletin board. Material. Bulletin board material. Yeah. So I think the Rory McIlroy. I mean, did he go to Harvard or Yale or no? I, I don't. Did he? <laughs> did he finish high school? Um, the thing is, with reporters, they're trying to get a story. They're trying to get something. They don't care what the story is. Uh, they would like it to be a great story. But when someone says something, like Phil Mickelson, we go back, all roads lead back to Phil. When we go back to Phil Mickelson saying something off the record, and then it's being used against him by a reporter. These reporters, I mean, they've got gold when they, the guys that, that they want to, they want to, get interviews with Brooks Kepka because he's going to say something. He's going to say something about another player. He's going to say something about uh, how it really doesn't matter to him how he plays. Uh, he's just worried about the majors. You've got the Patrick Reeds. You've got guys that really really will say stuff just off the spur of the moment, like uh, Steve Johnson. I'll, stay, I'll say stuff. <laughs> yeah. You like to uh, rile people up, for well, sure. And, and then you, you've got the Patrick Reeds. You've got the Rory McIlroys. Uh, we love listening to like a Jordan Spieth because he's very thoughtful. We don't enjoy listening to Patrick Cantlay, although he's very thoughtful, but he's thoughtful and boring. Jordan Spieth is thoughtful and, and interesting. Yes. Rory McElroy is 
he's never seen a microphone that he doesn't like. <laughs> he's going to tell you, he's going to tell you what he thinks. And uh, hey, we should be, we should be welcoming that too. I mean, how many times do we see cookie cutter personalities like Tiger Woods throughout their entire career who never say anything? Rory will actually give us something. So I think for that, we can be thankful. Yeah, that's true. But why don't we go to Ricky Fowler? The reason we don't go to Ricky Fowler is because he's not playing very well. Because he sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got a guy that's leading the tournament through two rounds and shoots 76 on Saturday. And I think he followed it up with a 76 on Sunday. Hank always talked about Rory McIlroy backdooring top tens where he'd be in the woods the first two days and then he'd have a couple of good rounds when he was out of the tournament and work him up to the top 10. He worked himself off the top 10 this, uh, this last week. Uh, I think he's feeling some pressure, you know, I, his, his game has got some flaws to it and I, I'm not sure exactly what his issue is and what books he's reading to try to fix that issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very surprised that that Rory is the man that is now the spokesperson for the PGA Tour. So what is the line, Steve? What is fair versus unfair? Everyone had the same course conditions. I mean, it may be a little bit more difficult in the afternoon as things baked out. What is the line? I mean, we talk about the U.S. Open at Shinnecox when balls are just rolling off the greens. Did the PGA Tour cross the line at the API? I, I, when we go to Florida, I expect a difficult test. I expect 500 to be the winning score. I yeah. feel like that's very typical at the API. And we go from seeing 18 under, 19 under, 22 under, 23 under win in California. I think it's good to have different tests in golf now to go to Florida. And now the test is much more difficult. That's the toughest test in golf, the Florida swing. Right. And it, when you add the weather into the playing conditions, uh, a lot of these courses have been overseeded. And we know that the overseed makes the color of the course green. And you can see the, the marks, the stripes, the mowing patterns. But the lies are very tight. And when you add wind in there, and I'm looking, I'm, I'm thinking back of the, about just the, the, the contour of the greens and all that. The fairways are pretty flat. They may have some little rolls and contours to them, but most of the greens have collection areas. You get down in those collection areas, you miss the greens. Uh, now they have some some tall rough. So you have very severe conditions. You have tall rough around the greens that have a lot of water on that golf course. And then you have the last two weeks, the Honda with the PGA National. I mean, there's water all over the place on that thing. Uh this this week, this last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, it's much more severe than it looks. I, mean, I think you'd get a better feeling for how tough the course is. You have more and, respect for the course after trashing it last week, saying so many holes are the exact same. You know, the, the design, I, I really don't appreciate the design, but give it to the golf course superintendents and the direction from the, the PGA Tour on, hey, let's make this tough this year. Uh, they typically have the rough at a certain height. Now, they said at the players this week, and they may have been the same thing at the Arnold Palmer. They're mowing the rough with rotary mowers that draw the, the, the strands of grass straight up. They don't lay them over. So the ball will sit down a lot more readily in, the, in that tall grass. I'm not sure what height they cut it, but uh, hey, when you, when you hit it in the rough, there was ample fairways. Ample spots around the green to miss. 
The thing is, on the PGA Tour, where they put the pins, you've got to shoot at the pins in order to make birdies. And when you shoot at the pins and you're a little bit off, then you get short-sighted. You get in a position where it's very difficult to get up and down, uh, save par, or make birdie on par fives when you're missing into the wrong spot around the greens. And that's what we saw. And then you got a wind. Hey, it's a windy. Uh, the wind plays a big part. And even on when the greens get fast, they get firm and fast. The wind plays a big part in determining your game plan when you're playing courses. So, hey, you know what? You guys got to plan it out a little bit better. Scotty yeah. Scheffler shot four under the last round. He yeah. did good. Yeah, I mean, what the heck? Smart. Mm-hmm. So, did, did the API compare to U.S. Opens at Shinnecock? I don't think so. I don't think so. Much more, <laughs> much more severe at the U.S. Opens. Much more. You ask any player, they'd say that. Now, the U.S. Open difficulty is the standard, Tim. That's why they say like U.S. Open. What, is this the U.S. Open? No, it's not the U.S. Open. If it was the U.S. Open, you wouldn't be able to find the ball. Uh, it's the way it used to be. Uh, you, it would be difficult to find the ball. You'd have to have spotters out there. So the U.S. Open is always the litmus test. It's always the, 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 the barometer on how difficult it is. When a player says it's like a U.S. Open course, what he's meaning is it's not set up like their usual setups is what he, they're talking about. Hmm. By the way, the other two Hall of Fame members that were inducted, Marion Hollins. Okay. She was alive from December 3rd, 1892 to August 27th. What was her uh, claim to fame there? 1944, she passed away. She is known as an athlete and as a golf course developer, one of the only known female golf developers in history. She won the 1921 U.S. Women's Amateur and was runner-up in 1913. She also had many other amateur wins. She was also the captain of the first U.S. Curtis Cup team in 1932. So you know what it's called when they index someone into the Hall of Fame after they've all way, already passed away? You know what they call that, Tim? What's that? You don't know, do you? No, I don't know what it's Let's called. Let's get Rory McIlroy on the phone. He could tell us. <laughs> Here's what it is. Posthumously. 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 Wow, that's yes, a nice that's word. What, that's what it's called. Big word. So uh, I'm, I saw some lady up at the podium. I don't know who accepted the award for her but the, it's a very nice honor uh yeah i mean there were i mean when i was growing up i was born in 1960 so in 1968 at the golf course that my parents that that uh was a neighborhood clubs called the san diego country club uh i had more rights as a junior golfer playing privileges than a woman did women couldn't play on saturday Women could play on Sunday afternoons. Uh, women's Day, Ladies' Day, was on always on Tuesdays. But every other day was Men's Day. So the first tee was open to men on Saturday mornings. No women. Now, I don't even know if a woman could go. I think she could, a woman could, could probably go out there and practice. But I know as a junior, I could play with my dad anytime. Or I could go out in the afternoons and play on my own. could practice. Hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the landscape of the rules uh, and the, what's acceptable at these, these clubs has definitely changed over the years, for sure. So what does posthumously mean? When someone is, is, is no longer here, they, they, are, they are honored after oh, okay. their death. They're honored after their death. Do you think it means a lot to them now that they're honored? You know, yeah, I, I think uh, 
it means a lot to the family. It's just yeah, like, it does. you know, we're, we're going through this with, with uh, uh, and I, I want to thank everyone for the, the, the thoughts and the wishes and all that, the prayers and all that, uh, that I've, I mean, yesterday a guy came from Idaho and he said, Hey, how's your mom doing? Wow. That's and, awesome. Uh, that's yeah. Great. So your ability to, to shoot this podcast out there has, has brought a lot of people into our worlds and it means a lot to the family, just like a funeral means a lot to the family. It's closure. Um, looking back, her great grandkids, if she has any, um, kids, if she has any, would be very honored. The fact that, hey, my mom was a pioneer. My grandmother was a pioneer. My great grandmother was a pioneer. Um, now, you're not, I don't think you're going to see a lot of women inducted posthumously in the world of <laughs> hall of fame because they did, it wasn't a game. It wasn't a woman's game back yeah. early on, you know? Yeah. So that was definitely a pioneer. The other women golfer that was inducted into the hall of fame, Susie burning. She is still alive is a retired American professional golfer. She became a member of the LPGA tour in 1964 and won four major championships and 11 LPGA tour victories in all. She also competed under her maiden name, Susie Maxwell, from 1964 to 1968. Wow. So that's a little bit about her career. Okay, so I'm going to punch this up too. So the qualifications, qualifications for LPGA Hall of Fame. Yeah, she has four major championships. She doesn't, and I'm going to tell you right now, she does not qualify to be a member of the LPGA Hall of Fame. So Why? LPGA Hall of Fame criteria must have been an active LPGA Tour member for at least 10 years, uh, which I'm sure she was. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't know that for a fact. Yeah, her first but, win happened in 1965, and her last win was in 1976. Okay. So she deserves to be in the LPGA Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if she is. Let me see. We'll see if she is or not. Uh, here's another criteria. So you must have uh, won or been awarded at least one of the following an LPGA major championship. There's a difference between LPGA Hall of Fame and the World yes. Golf Hall of Fame. Yes. Listen to this. Number three, LPGA. This, this, so Susie, Susie Burning won four majors and won 10 events, she said? 11. 11 events. Okay, sorry. I robbed her of one. Number three on the criteria for the LPGA Hall of Fame. Must have accumulated a total of 27 points which are awarded as follows. One point for each LPGA official tournament win. Two points for each LPGA major tournament. So let's say she had four. That's eight points there. Yep. Plus another uh, seven. She had 11. No, she had 11, right? So she had e- yeah, seven. So yeah. <laughs> she has eight, 15 points. Uh-oh. And one point for each Ver Trophy or Rolex Player of the Year. She does not qualify for the, based on this criteria, she does not qualify for the LPGA Hall of Fame. How can you explain that? Where you can't make the association, Players Association, Ladies Professional Golf Association, you can't make that Hall of Fame, but you can make the World Golf Hall of Fame? Is there anybody in the yes. LPGA Hall of Fame? Yes. Those I, are can name, I can name one right now. I can name one. She was, a, she was a friend. Oh, Annika Sorenstam is definitely, but Carol Mann. Carol so I'm going to punch up. Wow, this is like the hardest. I mean, those have yes. to be like the hardest credentials ever to get into the LPGA Hall of Fame, any Hall of Fame, really. Absolutely. It is it's 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 really difficult. 
Wow. Okay, so, which actually I, I, I commend a little bit. It seems like some professional sports leagues like the NBA and the NFL, it seems like they're just letting anybody into the Hall of Fame these days. Uh, you know, I don't know about that, but the criteria is it's very subjective. This is not a very subjective, this is not subjective at all. I love it. It is, it is, uh, I mean, you get, you've got to, you got to be able to, to meet the criteria and they have some defined criteria. Ladies golf hall of fame is the hardest criteria to get into. Crazy. So you're selecting 2000, they started selecting members in the year 2000. Uh, I'm going to give you just a couple or Let's go, let's go. We'll go from backwards forwards. I'm not going to do all of them. So, World Golf Hall of Fame. Carol Mann passed East. away in 19 or 2018. Yeah. Uh-huh. She used to teach down at uh, the, the Woodlands. Mm. Really a, a student of the game. Uh, super, super lady. Uh, I don't recognize a lot of these names. Marilyn Smith, Patty Berg, I recognize that. Uh, Louise Suggs. Dee Dee Owens, Joanne Carner, for sure. She's, uh, I can remember her playing, uh, watching her on the LPGA. Crazy. A lot, a lot of these, uh, I don't, I don't recognize. Well, we'll take our next break. Everyone go to voodoopainleaf.com for a free two week supply of voodoo pain relief cream. If you are a women's professional golfer and you have four majors and 11 wins, maybe it burns a little bit to not be in the World Golf Hall of Fame as it should. So go to voodoopainleaf.com to get your free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. We'll be right back with a little Players' Championship discussion. Who will win this weekend? Will there be a tournament winner this weekend? Will the Saudi Golf League make an announcement this weekend, as they were reported to do several weeks ago? A lot to get into about the Players' Championship. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Welcome back to the Saturday Strong Podcast. Hank Haney Golf right here. Uh, you know, I, I've been getting you talked about uh, Hank starting to teach again. And he is. He's available. You just got to get on his website. And also sending in the videos to S. Johnson at champgolf.com or champgolf.net, excuse yes. me. Yes. Champgolf.net. Uh, I received two more videos last night from Canada. So the Canadians are... Oh man, they're 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 itching for golf. You know, remember last year they couldn't come to the United States. I mean, there was like a the wall was built on. I guess it was an artificial wall, <laughs> but they wouldn't let uh, wouldn't let. There's no coming in and out of Canada, or very no. little, very little. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going down to to Scottsdale. I'm going to see Hank early oh, April. Yeah, early April. How come? Because uh, my son, youngest son, Greg, is having his, uh, his bachelor party in Scottsdale, and Greg wanted to play golf. And I thought, well, hey, I, well, I, I'm in the golf business. Let me be in charge of getting us a golf course to play. So Greg wanted to play twice on a Friday and Saturday, which is that, that's the toughest time. Anyone that's known has tried to get a tee time at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Good luck. It's, it's tough. So, yeah. unless but you know uncle. people, you unless know your people. uncle, well, I mean, that's what he thinks, but I don't know many people over there. I know <laughs> Hank, I know Mike LeBeau, uh, I know teachers. So I get on the horn and I start looking online and I, I get on the phone trying to find a golf course. And these places are packed, Tim. Green fees of $400 on courses that uh, you've heard of, but they're not super exclusive. They're not Pebble Beach. Can I get you know, something like, off my chest right here? Sure. I think it's utterly no disrespect to your son. I think it is utterly disrespectful for people to have bachelor parties out of state asking friends to pay thousands of dollars to go play golf, to get a plane ticket, to get a hotel, and not only to pay for their own stuff, but everyone has to combine together and pay for your son's stuff. So your son says, is that, a, is that an unwritten rule? I mean, is that it's, what they it's do? an unwritten they, rule? Yeah. Oh, okay, the, okay. The bachelor is not supposed to pay for anything. Oh, wow. Well, what about the bachelor's father? Is the bachelor's father <laughs> supposed to pay for the, for the golf? Uh, for your own golf? Well, for everyone's golf. No, you're not supposed to pay for everyone's golf. So we got 11, we got 11 fellas. Wow. That are going. I mean, so I'm it, sure everyone's going to have fun. But is your son funding everyone? You got a GoFundMe page for this? <laughs> no. You know, he did say, um, and I'm going to see Greg today. He's flying into Dallas. Uh, he did say that he said, "Hey, Dad, these guys are taking care of all my expenses, so I'd like yes. to pay. I'd like to pay for their golf. Oh, so my nice. son is paying for his, for the golf." Wow! And I said, "Well, are you sure you get your buddies want to play twice?" You know what he said? That's thousands of. They want to do what I want to do. Wow! And I want to play that, golf. So that's that's good for um, them. So back to the, uh, the, the. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle this back around. We, I said I got a couple videos from Canada. Yeah, because. Of the COVID last year and the restrictions in travel, and because of the uh, Canadians were really tight on their their rules and policies, now that it's open, that now that the border is open, we've got so many Canadians down here. They're driving the price of golf up, <laughs> so it's hard to find a place. We did find two two golf courses, one Friday, one Saturday. We're going to have fun, uh, and uh, I put it on my credit card. How about that? How much is gas in Texas? Uh, right now it's in the threes, about three, three and a half, three dollars nice. fifty cents. What, wow. what do you guys? Yesterday it was four. Ooh, yeah. Wow, tough. That's not good. That's not no, good. No, it wasn't. I did. It's way higher that, too. 
Don't worry, yeah. Joe's going to fix it though. Joe will fix it. <laughs> Joe will get it fixed. Don't worry. <laughs> Here's something that I think you'd really appreciate. So every year in Minnesota, there's the state hockey tournament, and it's played at the XL Energy Center. And this reporter's tweet says, this is at noon on a weekday for a quarterfinal of a high school hockey game. And there are 18,000 people packed into the XL Energy Center. High school hockey in Minnesota is one of the biggest it's turnout big of fans oh, yeah. you'll see anywhere. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's right. That's good. And that's going on right now? Yes. Oh, wow. Who won the state championship? Um, yesterday was the quarterfinals. Okay. So do they have different divisions like uh, 4A, 3A, 2A? Do they have all those? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yep. And what's the big division? It's at uh, it's, uh, 4A is... or 5A. And who, who do they think? Who's the favorite with high um, school? I don't know, but someone just scored five goals yesterday. Ooh. And the guy who has the record of most goals in Minnesota history um, is seven. He shook his hand afterwards. Really? Yeah, it's wow. pretty cool. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. By the way, I want to apologize to your son, Greg. I know I just called him out for having a bachelor party out of state. I'm sure he listens to this podcast. Greg, I love you. I admire your abilities to do what you do. He lives in New York, right? Is that mm-hmm. the New York guy? Yeah. And it's yeah. hard to get, you know, it's hard to plan in New York I and mean, the weather and all that. And the guys want to get out of, uh, now they'll take some trips, you know, like a guy's trips to Las Vegas or uh, they went down to the, uh, you know, south to gulf coast beach uh these guys are pretty active they work hard they play hard tim mm-hmm. work hard play hard good is uh greg biblical at all is he a biblical man uh you know he he has a, a some equity there i don't think he goes to church right now okay uh but uh my, my one advice for the marriage jesus yeah. came to serve not to be served <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I think about that daily. Right. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm here to serve my wife. I'm not right. here to be served. Right. That's exactly right. Just like Jesus. Exactly. Jesus came into this world. Perfect man. Mm-hmm. He served and washed the disciples' feet. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So why don't you serve your wife and get a haircut? Yeah, I know. I need to do yeah, that. I've been thinking about terrible. it for years. I've been thinking okay. about it for a long time. Okay. Uh, do you have uh, a winner for this week for the players? If they ever play, you know what? I, I'm 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 still stunned after last week. Remember who I picked last week? I picked Rory McIlroy. We we yeah. on Friday morning before the second round. I thought, you know what? Maybe this is a day. Maybe Rory is turning it around. But I picked another think, second place finisher. I picked yeah, like three did. or four second place finishers yeah. this year. This well, is ridiculous. There, there were three guys tied at uh, second place. But you know, I didn't know that Rory McIlroy was taking an MBA class in. Uh, <laughs> you know, on the side online and he's uh, getting his PhD in business and uh, ethics and all that. And uh, so I didn't, I didn't realize that he wasn't that dedicated to his golf game. I didn't realize that he was going to shoot 76, 76. And uh, I'm still shocked that Rory faded fast. And this week we talk about, Hank talks about it all the time. We talk about it, that at these big, Events in the Players Championship, they call it the fifth major. $20 million purse. $20 million. Uh, the course is, I think you're going to see if they do play at all. I mean, this this could this tournament could go into next week. Uh, 
deep into next week because you've got rain today, you've got rain tomorrow, getting the course in shape. Now, that's one of the things on the courses in in Florida. They drain very well because they're all sand. They're on sand. Right, Tim? Sand. Yes. Yeah, sand. Forest. So, you know, uh, it's still so early, Tim. You're asking for you're asking for a major prediction here. What yes. do you have? Do you have someone in mind? Do I have somebody in mind? Yeah, yeah. There's a player that jumps out at me on the screen, and I'm gonna. It's a little bit of an underdog because it is so early yet. So, I mean, players have even. I think everyone's teed off by now, but players are on the first hole. They didn't tee off till six oh seven last night. Wow, their time. So, and they had twenty minutes to play. Um, man, does Tommy Fleetwood get his first PGA Tour win? I'm going to go with Sam Burns. Sam Burns. Okay, he's tied for seventh. He shot four under. That's a pretty good pick. He's, I he's almost a went with Zil, Will Zalatoris, but he yeah. had the biggest yip I've ever seen in Did yip history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's having it? some putting. And it doesn't show up every putt, but uh, on some putts. He made the ooh. putt, but did you see did it? He? I didn't see it, no. Oh, I, I just it. texted it to you. You need okay. to watch this putt. It okay. is the worst zit yep I've okay. ever seen. Right. He made the putt, but people so were joking and making here. jokes about it. It's like he was signing his name. They zoom in on the putter, and he brings it back, curves it, brings it up forward, and curves it again. It was unreal. Okay, so it's about a, it's about a two-and-a-half, three-foot putt. Um. When yippers, when they take the club to the inside, it gives them, because I'm a yipper, I can, I can talk, I've been there. So when you <laughs> take the club inside, the likelihood of you yipping is a little bit, uh, a little bit less. You can still yip, but it's more comfortable. You get, get a more comfortable feeling when you take it back to the inside. The problem is that the club face opens up a lot. So he takes away to the inside. He reroutes the putt, hits it off the toe. And it goes in, but I don't know if you could say that that's a yip, Tim. Really? It was a pretty stroke. Well, I don't know. People are calling it a yip, so really? I don't know. Really? Okay. But he does have the yips, and I told I was told by a reliable source that uh, he's he struggled this last year. He struggled with uh, now. You know, he's got the exotic style. He's got the the shaft is running up his left forearm, left arm lock. His right hand is in a claw position. This guy has the yips in both hands. Typically, it's just the backhand uh, is the most dominant yipping hand, but he's got them in both. Hmm. He's equal opportunity. Yeah. Equal opportunity yipper. Yeah. So, so when's the celebration of life as we close on this podcast? When is the celebration of life? Yeah, for your oh, 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 you know what? She, does, she didn't want one. Really? She didn't want one. So in California, it's going to take between four to six weeks in order to get the death certificate, which, I mean, I'm not sure why it takes so long, um, but we can't do anything until we get the death certificate. Okay. So um, she's going to be buried with my father. My brother and I are going to do like a little family uh, dedication. Some of our family friends have called and said, Hey, when you do it, let me know. Cause I want to go out there and honor your parents as well. Uh, my parents did help a lot of, my parents were school teachers. So they, uh, throughout the years, they had helped a lot of young people. And uh, I'm mean, going to tell you what, I learned a lot from my parents. Uh, 
dad was uh, very, he was a really good athlete, played golf and basketball at Division I, uh, never turned pro. He was a tall guy back in the day, 6'5". So, I mean, back in the day, guys weren't as big as they are now. And uh, so he was, he was a basketball coach, swim coach, uh, got an opportunity to do a lot of different athletic things because of him. And then my mom's work, work ethic, she just got, she worked so hard. And uh, toward the last, and I don't want to make this a downer, Tim, but toward the last of her life, uh, I said, uh, you know, I said, mom, is there anything that you're worried about? And she said, yeah. I said, what? She said, I'm worried that your brother and you work too hard. And I said, well, God, you gave us a terrible example. <laughs> what the heck? You <laughs> she worked so hard. Uh, but she enjoyed it. And as Good. do I. I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm going to really enjoy, I'm going to really enjoy watching the Players' Championship with my son. Uh, we're going to make fun of players. We're going to see some great golf shots. If they play. We're going to watch the 17th hole. Did you pick a winner yet? I have not. I have not picked a winner. So you said Sam Burns. I like that because he's going to be under the radar. Unless he's winning the tournament, he's not going to be in the press room. Uh, Although he had been in the press room a lot over the last year just because he was right up at the top. So he could maybe sneak in there. Uh, Gosh. I look at... Kramer Hickok, you know, he's most famous for, he's, he's, he shot five under. He's tied for third. He's most famous as being Jordan Spieth's roommate. <laughs> so he's not going to win. Joaquin Neiman, uh, coming off his first tour victory. Where was that? At the Riviera, at, Riviera, at the Tiger Woods Invitational there at uh, the Genesis. I'm going to pick Joaquin Neiman. Okay. 23-year-old Spaniard. Twice Joaquin this Neiman. year. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I was looking at the world golf rankings. Dustin Johnson is ranked number nine in the world. Wow. Talk about a hidden storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And those guys are just starting out their 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 rounds too. I think uh he was he was one under through two holes. I saw that yesterday. Uh I think he's gonna break out again. You know, I mean yeah, that like I say, it's it's very early. Typically we get to make our predictions. After the first round. Now, the first round hasn't even started for a lot of players, Tim. That's a real prediction. That's not a pretend prediction. All right, everyone. We went a little long today, but it was a good show. Great predictor. Everyone's thinking of you. Everyone's praying for you because we're all biblical here. And um, we hope everyone has a great weekend. Hit bombs, make putts, and leave the flag stick in. And get a haircut. High and and tight. Yeah. Yeah, high and tight. Yeah. Okay. See ya. See ya. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Steve. All right. Goodbye, mofo. <laughs> I was going to just say that. So, are you an orphan now? Am I an orphan? <laughs> you have no parents. Can Haley and I adopt you? Yeah. <laughs> I want my I want my barbecue back. <laughs> The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.